When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, everybody. It's time for another exciting Q&A Friday edition of the Talking Real Money podcast. I am Don McDonald. My traditional role on Fridays is to act as the answer guy when you ask questions. So um, if you want to ask us questions, you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com. Just go to the contact form and uh, record them there, or you can type them in. But we get to the recorded ones faster. Uh, We're just about, I think we're only two weeks behind, so it's not bad. I would have done some other stuff, but we have too many questions. So let's get started with the very first one, this one. Hello, Don. This is Seth from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I was just listening to your Friday the 13th Q&A where you gave a very long answer to a woman's question about the new rule for 529s being eligible for a rollover into an IRA, but you didn't actually answer her question. And I thought it was a very valid question and it may come up at some point in the future for me. So to re-ask the question, does she need to have earned income in the year that she rolls the 529 into the IRA. I sure appreciate the program and listen all the time. You have a great one. I apologize. I got so caught up in the weeds of the particulars of this new thing under Secure 2.0 that now allows 529, some 529 plan money to be transferred to a Roth IRA. But there are all kinds of rules and regs. Let's start with your question. Must the beneficiary of this Roth IRA have earned income? And the answer is yes. You must have earned income. However, the income, the maximum income for eligibility does not apply to this $35,000 lifetime transferability. And there's still some question about to whom this can be transferred. They're talking about cleaning some of this up. It's not really clear. There's a lot of interpretation that's going to happen. And it's not going to happen for a while because you can't do it until the thing has been in effect for 15 years. And you can only do up to your contribution limit every year. And there's a lot of haggling that is still going on about the particulars because, of course, Congress doesn't write really clear laws. So, um, yeah, you can do it. It's not going to be a big deal because it's going to be $35,000 over a lifetime, but uh, you do have to have earned income. Thank you so much for asking that question and clarifying it for everyone. Now, we go to our next one. Hey, guys. My name's Nick, and I really appreciate all that you do for us DIY investors. Uh, But today... 
it's not so much an investing question, but a question about where to park my emergency savings. Currently, I have a uh, checking account that's at 2% interest, which is pretty good. But I've been noticing some uh, account advertisements for north of 4% on high interest savings account, as well as looking at what the federal money market account through Vanguard is doing. I think today the yield's at 4.34. So I guess my question is, would I be better off you know, opening a savings account through an online bank and a high interest savings account or using a federal money market through my brokerage? I guess I'm a little confused at what the difference between the two may be uh, and what might be best for my emergency savings. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thanks so much. You know, I haven't looked at money market funds in so long because they've been so pathetic. Uh, the Vanguard Federal Money Market is a really safe fund. Uh, it has just under 100% of its money invested in U.S. government security, short-term ones. And right now, its yield is 4.38% compounded. Its SEC yield is 4.29%. That is impressive. If you have an account with Vanguard, then that is a great place to park emergency money. It really is. That's a great yield. You can get 4% in high-yield seed... Er, you can get 4% right now, about, on... Uh, in fact, let's look at bank rate and see what the latest is. High-yield savings. Um, yeah, you can get 4%. I know Bread Financial is paying 4 I see others paying 35 or so. So uh, you're going to get a better yield on that Vanguard federal money market. So for those of you who have accounts at Vanguard, take advantage of that. Because it is a very safe money market. Other money markets, just to talk about the difference, other money market funds may not and probably aren't as safe. Some of them aren't for sure because they use commercial paper. They get into things that could cause them to what is called break the buck in a downturn in the economy. So I'd want to stick with one that was 100% treasuries if you're looking for absolute safety. That's about as close as you get. Thank you for the question. Good one. And now let's go to the next one. Hey, Tom and Don, it's Dave in the tribal lands of Oklahoma. Uh, I was just wondering what you think about um, in my, my son obviously has something to say. Um, was wondering what you guys think about Elliot. Stop. Uh, NTSI and NTSX, which is Wisdom Tree's uh, international and U.S. Uh, efficient core funds. And then uh, specifically, if you think NTSI would be a good complement for the Avantis All Equity Fund, um, AVGE. Thanks. I think Elliot was asking about his 529 plan. Not sure, but I think so. Uh, okay, here, here's the thing. The Wisdom Tree Efficient Core Funds, international and U.S. Basically, very large cap, balanced funds. Why do you need them? I don't see that they serve any useful purpose. They're large, large company funds. 
with about 60% of the money in large, large company stocks. And then 40% in bonds. I, I'm, I'm missing the problem they're designed to solve. Plus, they're they're expensive. Plus, we think most portfolios are heavily overweighted towards large cap anyway. Why overweight further? I think you should be just very happy with AVGE, and then you just pick up a bond ETF when you need, if you need, that fixed income component for reduced volatility. For reduced volatility. That's why you have fixed income. But no, I see no purpose for these whatsoever. Plus, their expenses, you know, a little on the high side considering they're big stocks and bonds. Just see a solution without a problem. Thanks for the call. Take good care of that little guy. Next up. Hey, Tom and Don. Love the show and uh, greetings from New Jersey. I'm hoping you guys can provide a little bit of insight for me. Uh, I think I kind of know what to do, but I'd just love to hear somebody else say it. Uh, so here's my scenario. Um, I just retired and I am collecting a pension. So I have some income. Uh, my wife is still working for another, I don't know for how long, but let's just say, let's just say till the end of this year. So there's some income there as well. When she retires, she'll have a pension. And of course we'll both get social. I wasn't going to take mine until FRA. Um, so I need to bridge about three years of not having that income, which is not a problem. I have enough cash for it. And I have that cash literally in a credit union savings account. It's not a problem. Um, I have to keep it there. I don't want to play around with that because I need that money until until all of our income streams uh, start coming in. That said, um, I did something that's uh, probably not probably wasn't a wise thing. Uh, in 2019, I decided to um, eliminate all of my equity risk. Um, really just the volatility. I wanted to move. I, I didn't want everything to, to have the level of volatility I had because I had a pretty substantial stock allocation at that point. So I sold all of my stock uh, and it was, it was just index funds. I sold it all and rolled it all into the Vanguard total bond fund and maybe some into an, uh, um, a corporate bond fund short term. Nevertheless. Um, so now I'm sitting at like an 85 cap, uh, 85% allocation uh, in fixed income and about 15% in cash. So basically 100% fixed income. So um, I'm not really comfortable with that. I think it's way, way, way too lopsided. And um, last year, uh, you know, with the, with the S&P and the bond funds down so much, and the S&P part didn't affect me, but I think at the low point, the Vanguard total bond fund was probably down 14% or so. And um, anyway, I didn't do anything or take any action. I just continued to reinvest the the the, uh, the, the dividend payments or interest payments. And um, now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, I really need to get back into the market and start to build a more normal allocation. And I'm I'm just really wondering what the best way to do it is. Whether I should just I, my initial idea was to just once a month, or maybe even twice a month, just buy. Um, into one of the in, one or more of the index funds that I'm interested in, or I could just take a lump sum and plunk it into those index funds and be done with it. Um, I'm not sure which way would make more sense. 
I, I, I know the pitfalls of dollar cost averaging and lump sum or versus lump sum. And um, I, I understand all this stuff very well, but for some reason I am literally frozen. And this, by the way, is why no one should market time. You just don't know when or how to get back in. It's really something. I never did this before, and now I'm sorry I did it. But it's it's recoverable. I just want to I just want to get an a, an opinion from you guys. So let me know uh, what you think about my nutty situation, and uh, keep up the good work. And hopefully, I'll uh, maybe I'll give you guys a call one at one point. All right, take care, guys. Bye bye. Oh, the eternal battle between our logical minds and our emotional lizard brain. A battle that's been waged since the beginning, the dawn of humanity, as it were. (laughs) Those emotional lizard brains just beat the tar out of us, don't they? Beat the tar out of you. But now, 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 luckily, there wasn't too much damage. You would have overall done better, even with the downturn in 2022. You would have been money ahead if you had just stayed with your proper stock bond allocation, which I hope you know. If you do not know your proper stock bond allocation, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take the risk quiz so you know it. It's not like it's going to cost anything or you're going to get a phone call because you're not. You just get information. That's what we do. So, um, yeah, you're right. Your logical brain is absolutely right. It is time. It is time now to get back in because we don't know. You just said you don't know the time to get back in, right? So now's the time to get back in. Luckily, you haven't. You, you most people would be calling us right about the time the market was nearing its peak even though none of us would have known that or none of us would know that in advance. So right now, the market's crept up a bit, but it's not bad. And forget this business about dollar cost averaging back in. The only reason dollar cost averaging makes sense is because of the way we earn money. If you keep just putting it in as you earn it, you're less tempted to time the market. But remember, stock prices have historically gone up more than they've gone down. So the odds are in your favor particularly with a market that has already gone down some. Could it go down more? Absolutely. Could it go down a lot more? Uh Uh-huh. Do you know? Not a chance. Do you want money that's going to make more money than what you're going to make on fixed income money? If you do, then you have to take risks to do it, and the time to get it reinvested is right now. And if you're a DIYer, then just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and look for our easy fun portfolio solutions. However, I'd like to encourage something. I would like to encourage you to at least consider, at least consider having a fiduciary advisor help you because we all think that our financial advisor, a good financial advisor is never going to pick products for you or tell you when to be in or out of the market. They're just not going to do that. Not a good one not an honest one, what they're going to do is act as your investment counselor, shrink, therapist, to keep you from doing things that you ought not be doing.
So my answer is get back in now. As far as for that money that you're going to live on for three years, that's sitting in a credit union, unless you have one of the shockingly great credit union accounts out there, of which there are few, you need to get that into high yield savings. Or as we mentioned earlier, take a look at that Vanguard. If you're going to work with somebody like Vanguard, look at that Vanguard federal money market. Darn nice yield right now. The other thing you might consider, since it's money for multiple years, is create a CD ladder. You can get a four and a half, four and a half, four and a half percent CD. And then if rates go down, you've got money locked in. And if rates go up, you've got a new CD coming due. If you don't need to live on it, you can roll back out. So something to consider. Thank you for the call. Thanks for recognizing that you made a mistake. Do not compound it by trying to overthink it from here. It's simple. You should be in. Not out, but in in exactly the right proportion to your risk profile. I've lost track of how many calls. Oh, I think we have another one. Yes, we do. Here's this one right here. Hi, Tom and Don. I'm a new subscriber to your podcast. Thanks for gifting all us with a wise and witty forum for discussing how to improve our finances. Your podcasts are perfect for my 25-minute round-trip commute every day, so keep them coming. I have two questions, some quick background info on me first. I'm 47, married, no kids, living in a suburb of D.C. I'm a teacher and part-time bookkeeper. My wife works remotely in instructional design. I have a 403B for my school, which I try to max out with pre-tax contributions and get a tiny, tiny match. So my first question, back in 2015, on the advice of a friend at church, I opened up a Roth and traditional IRA accounts with Betterment with an aggressive 90-10 stock-to-bond portfolio and managed to move into them my old retirement accounts from previous schools, as well as my old Roth IRA at American Funds. As I go back through your catalog of podcasts, I haven't found one yet on these robo-advisors, so what do you think? If it ain't broke, don't fix it? Or should I move to a different custodian like Vanguard or Schwab to save money on fees? Just curious about your thoughts. For my second question, after my father passed recently, I'm attempting to help my mom with her finances. She just turned 78 and has some medical issues. While I'm pretty aware, though by no means expert, about what I should be doing with the money I make and how I should invest, save it, etc., I'm less sure about what to do for my mom. Is it possible to talk to someone at Appella first with just me and then with my mom, like on a Zoom? And if so, what things should I be asking about? The reason why I want to meet first alone before meeting with my mom is to understand things first, take some time to explain them to my mom, and then have a second round of discussions with the advisor so as to keep time waste low. Sometimes it takes my mom a little while longer to process some things. But what are your thoughts on this? Uh, is that a good idea? Any general advice for well-meaning sons who want to do right by their moms? Thank you. Again. Thanks again for all you do. Cheers. Ah, you're a good son, my lad. Good son. Taking care of mother. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, good for you. Betterment. I'm fine with betterment. Um, I I don't think robos are a great replacement for a flesh and blood human because they don't do the one thing that I mentioned previously that the flesh and blood human advisors do best. And that is control your emotions. Sure. They can create a portfolio and they can rebalance. And if you would not do that on your own, then to pay someone a quarter of a percent a year on top of the ETF fees, it's not a bad bargain. But if you're looking for, planning or hand-holding or all those other things, which a lot of people don't look for, but should have anyway, uh, then a robo doesn't make as much sense. And if you have the ability to rebalance on your own or you create a simple portfolio of two or three funds, 
then it's not that hard. As for your mom, of course we'll meet with you separately. See, our offer, (laughs) we're very serious about this. We will talk with anyone and give you as much information as you need and send you on your way. And we'll do it for free for nothing. And we'll do it with you. We'll do it with you and your mom. We'll do it with your mom. We'll do it with whomever. So, yeah, actually, I think it's a great idea to sit down via Zoom, probably, with an advisor at Appella and have a chat. You don't have to ask them anything. They're going to ask you things. Because basically, the whole point is, what are we trying to do? What is the goal of this conversation? And I would imagine the goal is to try to better invest your mother's assets and to create a plan for living off of those assets more securely, more comfortably than maybe she is now. So, um, I, I, yeah, I absolutely would just set up an, an appointment with somebody. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet an Advisor. And for all of you listening, I want to absolutely reiterate this. This is not a sales pitch, okay? Yeah, people become our clients, and that's great. We love that. But we've never in our entire history, and Tom and I have been doing, well, we've we built this firm almost 15 years ago, and we've never pressured anyone to become a client. We give away advice every day, throughout the day. We empower you to make your own decisions because many of you don't need us. But if you do, great. If you don't, great too. So yeah, absolutely set up an appointment. Uh, let's see. I think that's going to do it. Looking at the time, that's about right. One quick message. If you're in the Seattle area listening, we would encourage you to go to retire meet this year, February 25th in Bellevue. If you get your tickets before February 9th, they're only 15 bucks, which is, I'm telling you, you, you wouldn't get a sandwich as good for 15 bucks most places. So that's a deal. You, you get it breakfast and lunch. Uh, if you are not in the Seattle area, though, you can attend live just virtually. And this year is going to be fun. we got a lot of great, great talent, uh, great information, some little surprises. And uh, we've been doing it for nine years. So I think we have it down now. So go to retiremeet.com to sign up for that. If you want to talk with an advisor, go to talkingrealmoney.com. If you're one of those people who would like to talk to Tom on a Saturday morning, then you need to call 800-386-3004 and uh, get in touch with him there, and he'll set something up or set up an appointment there. And please keep listening to the podcast. Please keep telling your friends. And thank you for being there. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, Today's Friday, which means tomorrow's Saturday which means Tom and I spend two hours together live taking your questions. It's broadcast on the radio in Seattle, but anyone can participate. And then we repurpose it next week as a podcast. So if you want to call and talk with us on the air live, uh, it's easy. Same number, 855-935-TALK that we use for everything, 855-935-8255. And call between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, noon to 2 Pacific. Now we're done. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald, talking real money. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?